Welcome to Salon Nerds Podcast. We do recaps, reviews, and breakdowns of your favorite TV shows and movies. We are an inclusive podcast that focuses on the voices that are ignored. We are all nerds here. Thank you to all our supporters. Like, comment, share, subscribe, and give us a good review. Yo, 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 salam, nerds. It's your boy, Neves, a.k.a. Watch with Neves, and I'm here with my co-host, Jazz, a.k.a. DJ. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, that gag, honest to God, felt like true Star Wars to me. Like, it was very appropriate for what I want the Mandalorian to be. I'm so happy to put that in there. That was so funny. Who thought it would be a good idea to give Baby Yoda a button that says yes or no? (laughs) Hey, man. It's a great idea. Oh, man. That's not going to get old anytime soon, huh? Mm -mm, mm -mm. I can imagine, like, uh, they're going to sell little figures yeah. Of like Grogu, or like what uh, a button in the left hand where it's like no, button in the right hand, it's yes, and like. Oh my god! <laughs> I could see kids annoying the crap out of their parents with that toy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's gonna happen. Oh man! Well, listen. Speaking of not getting old, you know what's not doesn't get old? Rocky joining our podcast. Rocky, welcome back for the third time. The third, fourth time. I don't even remember. This this is the third time. Uh, has Patrick, anybody been here a fourth time? I th- I think I don't think anyone's like been one here. One person. It's April. <laughs> April's been here for a time, but the, we also had like a, a reoccurring person when we did the Game of Thrones. So that one was uh, oh, Richard. Yeah. Richard, okay. Richard. So yeah. who's uh, how, how many times more do I have to come here so people will? I, I think Richard had six. I think he's because there were only six episodes of Game of Thrones or eight episodes of Game of Thrones, and he was only on for six of them. So he might have the record. God, could could you imagine having me for all six episodes? You guys probably would be shut down by episode two. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we do your episode so late at night because we can edit it and make sure nobody's listening live. Oh, I, I thought it was so late at night so like no one's listening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. So we can edit it later. <laughs> oh man. But everybody, welcome to our late night episode of The Mandalorian. Uh we will be covering the Mandalorian and then the next episode we're gonna be covering um some updates that are happening in the world of star wars in the world of uh dc in the world of wb and marvel so stick around for afterwards and we'll uh we'll kind of you know share some of the news and some of our insight into some of these news afterwards uh but let's just dive into it we let's just dive into the mandalorian um the episode starts off with uh you know, the woman who basically fried Dr. Pershing's brain and turns, yeah. And then she basically goes up to Moff Gideon and does a report and we're like, yep, typical. And then she's like telling him what's happening. And she's like, well, this planet was supposed to be uh, taken over. And she's like, well, they had help. And then when they find out they had help from the Mandalorians, Bo-Katan and Din Djarin squad, Moff Gideon's like, whoa, whoa, wait a second. They hate each other. That's not possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Um, 
what did you guys think about that? I I saw that coming. I knew that was going to be it. What about you guys? I mean, I knew that uh, Eli Kane was definitely still working for Moff Gideon. Yeah. Uh, when I saw the Shadow Council, I'm like, oh, oh, they're bringing back some Star Wars Legends lore here. That's uh, a dope name, the Shadow Council. I love that. Yeah. So, uh, Star Wars Legends, uh, I don't know if y'all have looked into that, right? But uh, one of the uh, uh, hologram characters, uh, uh, Paleon, right? Yep. Uh, he, uh, shit, what am I trying to say here? God damn it, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> he was played by Xander Berkeley, who you might remember from shows like 24, and he's been in tons of stuff. I think Walking Dead, lots of stuff he's been in. Yeah, um... Him coming here is really cool. Uh, the other guy, what's his name? Um, Hux? Hux, yeah. General Hux, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that is definitely uh, from the books. So I was, re- was really happy to see that. Uh, it's funny because the guy who is playing General Hux here, uh, he is the brother of the guy who played... Brother or father? Uh, I heard father. So so in the show, it's father and son, right? But in real yeah. life, they're actually brothers. The two actors. Mm. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, this is really on the nose. I love it. So, uh, <laughs> and then, of course, they name dropped Thrawn, and y'all know how I feel about Admiral oh, Thrawn. Oh, man. Very happy about this. That's really cool. going to be like, good. Uh, I think in the next episode, we're going to talk about how it's all going to tie in together. Uh, but seeing the hints of Thrawn everywhere just makes me so happy. And then uh, him getting the, uh, the Praetorian Guards, that's a shout out to the sequel trilogy you know episode mm-hmm. seven eight and nine because yeah the praetorian guards that were uh defending uh snoke S- snoke right and right, so right. it's interesting because like right now uh dave filoni has a task of trying to weave the shows here and the sequel trilogy mess but make a good story out of it so man, I don't know how he's going to do it. but I'm Man, I feel excited. so bad for Dave Filoni. I feel like he's just tasked <laughs> all the time to just rehabilitating the movies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he spent like half his life doing it with Clone Wars. Right. And, and Rebels with the prequels. And now he's stuck doing it with the sequels. You know, I think they finally had the bright idea of, you know what? Maybe we should give this guy a movie. That yeah, might be... Yeah, right? uh, they just call him Dr. Filoni because that's all he's been doing. He's been operating on the Star Wars franchise. No, truly. <laughs> saving um, this franchise, not just operating. He's been saving it. Oh, uh, man. He is a plastic surgeon of Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like, uh, what do you call it? Didn't he just threw acid on his face and he's just over there giving a plastic surgery, trying to make it look <laughs> resemble anything like a person? Yeah, but maybe that's when he works best because, you know, a bunch of fans are now, you know, complaining about season three and, you know, how it's slow and has no focus. But hey, as the only one in the world that enjoyed episode three, you know, I, I, I kind of like the callback. So I'm, yeah, I'm happy, man. I'm yeah, so I haven't had more complaints. I'm just here for the ride, man. I like it. I like it. I'm um, sort of enjoying hanging out with these characters, you know. Me too. Even, even though I like, I may agree with the criticism that there may not be sort of an overall focused plan for the season. I'm kind of just fine hanging out with them. I I find that really hard because I feel like this season actually has more of an overall focus plan than some of the other seasons. Like in season one, he's just like wandering aimlessly doing stuff. And then at the end, we learned that, oh, 
nothing. Like ba we didn't know anything special about Baby Yoda. All we knew is he was saving him and didn't want to kill him, and that was it. Like we had no idea where this was going, and I feel like that was more aimless, and nobody minded. It's it's the I think the concept of when something is fresh. Yeah. Uh, and new and shiny, you get two seasons before people start to hate it. Yeah, yeah, mm. fair, fair. I, I could see that. I could see that. Uh, uh, well, speaking of people starting to hate stuff, how about like people talking about how the New Republic people are already starting to hate them because they're just filled with bureaucracy and stuff? How is that? It's <laughs> very like, on the nose for a certain political party here. Oh uh, my God. I was like, yeah, didn't I can understand why the First Order came back so quick, man. You, you have the opportunity to turn it around and all you're doing uh, is like bullshit paperwork and bureaucracy. Hashtag the Empire was right. Let's start <laughs> The Say what you want about right the empire. At least they were efficient. <laughs> exactly. Hey, they they brought order in a chaotic world. Something Grand Moff is still trying to do. I don't yeah. know why these misguided zealots with laser swords keep trying to destroy it. But you know what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, right. tell us how you really feel about the Jedi. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, look, Moff Gideon does say that, like, you know, whether it was a Jedi, whether it was the Mandalorian, it's all the same to him. So mm -hmm. he's just trying to put into his new Dark Troopers, uh, which we'll get into at the end, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, <laughs> but Moff knows exactly how to retake, uh, you know, Mandalore, and he knows that, you know what, he's got to do, and he's got to take them all out once and for all. Now, the interesting thing about this episode is called The Spies. And the whole time I'm waiting for them to drop who the spy is, and they didn't. And that's probably one of the most engaging things about this episode because they left me wondering, who's the spy? Well, we know one right now. It's Elia Kane. I don't think she's the spy that she's they were referring one of to. Them. No, you're yeah, right. she's not the spy this episode is referring to, and everyone has theories on it. Uh, yeah. The big one is that it's the armor who's the spy. I know, that's the big one. I don't want it to be that one. Mm, I don't want it to be either, but... I, I feel like annoying. just to see y'all's reactions, I would love it for it to be the armor. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what might reaction be? Be like, yeah, we called it. We knew this. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it would be I'm, smug disdain. I'm, the thing is, like, what's going to have the biggest payoff? And, like, the armor, like, what would be her reason to do it? I don't understand. Well, like, what would, what would be her motivation? Death Watch. I don't know. Think about you know what would, You know what would make sense? If somebody kidnapped the armor, put on our costume, and used the voice changer, and pretended to be the armor. That I would no, go for. But, but would it be sort of, uh, did that switch recently happen, or was, was it like a Mad-Eye Moody situation where it was always the case? Mad-Eye Moody. I think that's the way he's going with it. I'm going with the theory that uh, the armor is a spy. And she wants to get rid of all the Mandalorians that aren't following the way. You know, always keeping your helmet on, all the other bullshit that goes with it, right? Mm. I think she wants to get rid of every other Mandalorian, and they're the only Mandalorians that survive. Therefore, this new society that they're going to grow will be of Children of the Watch. That's wild. Mm -hmm. So in the, pre in the previous episode, I sort of thought she came around to Bo-Katan pretty quickly. I don't know how you guys felt. It was too I, quick. Yeah, yeah, it was a little too quick. Mm -hmm. She's like, you know what? I'm just going to ignore everything that I've been preaching and it's going to be like, hey, you know what? Why don't you just join us? No problem. And then, you know what? Why don't you just get an, a, an exception to take off your helmet and bring right, everyone together? Right. It, it did I mean, seem almost, a little sus. 
she sort of just took her word that she saw the mythosaur, right? Um, yeah. Was yeah, that there wasn't any fact checking to? I know. You know. I mean, not not that it would be easy, mind you, but yeah. Right. It was too convenient, too quick. I I don't buy it. So well, I the... I do ascribe to the theory that the armor is a spy. The other thing is, if they want to take out the fleet, uh, the spy has to be on that ship that's going up to meet the fleet. And who are the people that are up there meeting the fleet? Two sick people and the armor. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess uh, here's my question. If it turns out it's not the armor, when we go back and sort of, you know, contemplate on the previous episodes, she did accept things a little too quickly. So is that just at that point, does it just become bad writing or does it become something interesting that didn't pan out? Oh, no, no, it's good writing because it confuses all and it's kind okay. of herring. I got you. Oh, okay. red herring. Like, they yeah. knew the whole time we would think right. it would be this. Whereas, no, like, in reality, Axe Wolves. Right. Like... Yeah, yeah. Axe Wolves is I, I not, like another that. possibility. He's also a very possible person. He just seems really salty about losing to, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Bo Katan. Well, first Bo Katan, and now in this episode, Pass Vizsla before yeah. Grogu broke Oof, it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, but we'll get also, to Pass Vizsla later. Um, incredible backstory as well for uh, Bo Katan that was sort of revealed in the. Yeah. Uh, towards the middle of the episode, I think. Yeah, I, you know, I thought, you know, it was told beautifully. Um, I thought she, I mean, I think she's incredible. Uh, great on I mean, the show. Character development right there. Like, yeah, uh, I, I quite, really I quite like the. I liked it a lot too. And, and I really yeah. like the Dinjarin's like conversation with her it's like hey i don't care that you have this sword and none of these people care about the sword either what we care about is you're somebody with honor and because of that i will fight beside you for life like you know mm-hmm. he's an honorable person um i don't know we'll see what's going to happen when it comes to when the spy is revealed so i don't know let's see um mm-hmm. all right so let's talk about when they go to navarro uh there was a light cruiser there and they were figuring out like who it belongs to uh, and then he brings out IG-11, which is refashioned to be IG-12, which is just like a mobile way for Grogu to walk around now, <laughs> which is like basically he's in the dead body of IG-11 <laughs> in his corpse and <laughs> just <laughs> operating it. Is that what Project Necromancer was? <laughs> <laughs> it, gives, oh. <laughs> it gives me very much Doctor Strange operating his zombie body from zombie the other world. Was, I love it. Um, oh, man. And um, now, more more importantly, they get to sell another toy, Grogu in uh, IG Eleven. It's all about the toy. It's yeah, all, about all about the toys. The toys. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and you got like the the the, the Ferrex, and they're like, "Oh, bad baby, no squeeze me." <laughs> <laughs> the Enzelans, yeah. Oh man! All right, so then we got Grogu just being super cute and annoying, and got <laughs> getting fruit and eating stuff. Now that he has a body and he can reach everything, <laughs> uh, I thought that was really cute. I think it could get old real fast, but in this episode, very cute. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, and then uh, Bo-Katan uh, talks to all the people that came from that fleet, and she tells them what they want to do, and she looks for volunteers. All of these people volunteered. Din Djarin was the first one. The second one and I don't know this Mandalorian's uh, name, but she was the black woman with the little like headband or whatever. Um, she also was a little eager to volunteer, which made she me like, spy. Hmm, she could be the spy. No, was she eager to me? I mean, I, so I just finished the episode about an hour back to yeah. prepare for this. The, the, sort of what I remembered, I could be wrong, but from what I remembered, 
she just gave a glance towards left and right and she saw no one else was volunteering and it was also oh fine if no one's gonna do it fine i'll step up i don't know that's sort of the feeling that i got but i feel uh, like she gave a weird look instead of a mm. glance look the look was a little strange it lingered too much it was almost like uh what's that thing the uh like I don't know. It just gave me a vibe. It just gave me a vibe. Gotcha. Is okay. It could be per- It could be wrong. Too much into it. Like another red hair. Yeah. <laughs> just a look. Like, right? that's, yeah, that's Sometimes a green door is just a green door, right? Who knows? All right. So they go down to Mandalore, and a giant like pirate ship shows up, <laughs> like a land pirate ship, and turns out there's real Mandalorians still there who never left. A land sale. Yep. I kind of call bullshit on that. I don't know who these people are. And if there were Mandalorians here the whole time, that seems a little sus. And they knew she was Bo-Katan just from her voice? little sus. I don't no, know. That that I actually believe. Yeah? Yeah. Because, like, um, what she specifically said, like, these are night owls. When yeah. she saw the vehicle coming toward them, right? Yeah. She's like, these are night owls. They have that crest. Which okay. means these are from the faction that Bo-Katan is from. Mm. I would not be surprised they knew her before. So this one, yeah, it may seem sus. Mm-hmm. Too obviously of a red herring. I think they actually knew her the whole time, and this is just something that happened. I, 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 I'm not saying they're the spies, but I can saying the spies can be conspiring with these people. Because here's the I thing. I doubt that. The reason is the armor is going back up to the plane. What's the mm. point of killing all these Mandalorians on the ground if the fleet up there is not being harmed? You got to go after the fleet too. And Moff Gideon said, I'm going to destroy every single one of them once and for all. So somebody's got to be attacking the fleet up there. And there's only three people headed up there. Oh, you're saying the two sick Mandalorians yeah. that were on that ship are the yep. spies? Or... Yeah. Okay. Somebody's got to be up there. It's either the armor or the two sick people, because somebody's got to take care of the the people up there. Mm. Right? Mm, who knows? Like they could go up there just to turn off the shields, and then someone's gonna attack them. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, or we'll just disrupt see. the uh, comm system, like or like the radar or whatever. I could see that. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, and then we get the uh, we get. Lady Bo-Katan talking about her great speech, but she also says another thing where she's like, listen, no one can defeat the Mandalorians. We can only defeat ourselves with our faction, yeah. which I think mm. is like amazing, which is honestly how I feel about religion in general. I feel like <laughs> like there's no racist person that could ever make me want to give up my religion. But sometimes I see people from my own religion and I'm like, oh, I don't want to be associated with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's our own people that get us sometimes. It's, it's, it's so wild. Like, I'd rather, uh, rather be hate crime than spend is... any minute on Muslim TikTok. I'm, sad. I'm sorry. Sh- sh- should, we, should we start talking about why self-hatred is a beautiful thing? Is this a good form for that, that kind of thing? <laughs> yes, Rocky, please yeah, uh, is, uh, enlighten us. Um, oh, man. Well, since you asked... Um... <laughs> Oh, typical man. it's three brown guys hating ourselves yeah uh, i don't hate Ooh. myself i just hate some people <laughs> you, you 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 hate us you hate you know the other no, two i just think in in almost every culture and it's everywhere like no matter what mm. religion you are there's always people right. who like to weaponize religion to oppress marginalized groups and whenever yep. i see people do that it pisses me off and makes me not want to be associated with that group 
that's just yeah. how I feel. I don't know. Like, I am someone who likes to always champion the oppressors. And I feel like, not the oppressors, the oppressed, right? A against the oppressors. And I feel like that's what religion is, really. It's supposed to be a vehicle where you can make sure, like, the poor, the hungry, the, like, anyone who's oppressed is being supported. And if you're doing the opposite of that, then you don't really understand the religion, really, is my opinion. I don't know. I'm no, no. expert. No, I think that's a very interesting point, only because sort of the origins of Star Wars, you know, as George Lucas has described them, was sort of very anti-imperialist. Um, you right. know, it was sticking it to the man, and especially um, he he said before that he, you know, based a lot of the characters and the looks on, you know, the Viet Cong, and, uh, you know, he, he said numerous times before about that, you know, his feelings on how the United States, while fighting imperialist empires, became one. Mm -hmm. And he's been very sort of vocal about it. There's a great interview with him and uh, James Cameron that folks should listen to. It's on YouTube uh, if you have the time. But he goes into this, and uh, you know, the, the I mean, the Last Jedi in particular questions the whole philosophy of Jedi's. You know, the right. the lack of, uh, you know, or you know, but Yoda talks about how you know they've sort of lost their ways. You can't stick too closely to the texts. Um, you know that you need to free up and evolve uh, how how things work and that, that sort of stuff, you know, uh, failures, uh, the greatest teacher are, you know, the, are, I forget the line exactly, but our, is it our students live beyond our failures or whatever uh, that mm -hmm. line is, which I think is great, like a great line by Ryan Johnson. So I think, I think there's a theme there of religion and oppression, like throughout the series since the very beginning. So I think you, you I mean, you're probably dead right about catching a couple of those things. Could be, could be. All right. Um, all right. So then they go down and try to find the forge uh, in Mandalore, uh, and they right before they get there, they're attacked by another monster, um, yes. another Mandalorian dinosaur. <laughs> mm -hmm. They have a lot of those up there. Um, and then when they get there, they get lured into a trap, and these people who lure them in a trap are wearing Beskar. And then mm -hmm. as they fight them, you can tell that yeah, they're wearing Beskar. But they're not Mandalorians because they can't fight and they're getting their oh, ass no. kicked even though they're outnumbered, which, you know, pretty dope. So it's like, all right. That you tracks, know? though. I mean, Mandalorians are the elite warriors in the galaxy. Like, Yeah, you know. They there's don't a even... reason Moff Gideon is scared of them being there. Yeah, they're just built different, right? <laughs> That's mm -hmm. the best way to say it. Mandalorians, we're just built different. <laughs> Quite literally, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I love that. And then, um, but then they do get trapped. And then we see Moff Gideon's new fit which i think looked dope as hell it had the little mm -hmm. horns it had like the darth vader look what did you guys think of moth videos like new you know new fit man can we just give a shout out to giancarlo esposito the man has been cast as a bad guy ever since breaking bad but yeah. no two characters are the same you know the wow his, great his, point his inflections you know the line reading his movements uh the, you know you think about gus fring or um um can't remember his name in the boys at the moment but you know they're even though they're similar in that they're the antagonist they're very different people and just the way he presents themselves mm -hmm. yeah no yeah, that's tough to do quiet like lurking kind of thing and then moff getting here is like all confident like yeah i got this <laughs> y'all mm -hmm. are all too dumb to see my plans like right they were quite frankly yeah. <laughs> they definitely were um mm -hmm. i thought that was really really cool and he kind of just like mocked them <laughs> quite a bit uh which i thought was really really cool um but then as they're all leaving paz Vizla was like you know what man you guys 
I'll, I'll lay some cover fire. You guys go. And we're like, okay, great. Then you see the dark saber come out. They're all getting away. I'm like, all right, pass. Let's go. Let's wrap it up. Let's go home. Um, he's like, no, I'm staying. And this is the way. <laughs> I, mean, I got to say, man. way to go, though. Like, he got the true warrior's death there, right? He went yeah. down fighting, taking down 200 of Moff Gideon's men Bro. for one of him. Like, just... I've I need to apologize. I need to apologize because in the last few episodes, I've made fun of this motherfucker for bringing that big ass fucking gun everywhere he goes, <laughs> even even if it's just climbing a mountain <laughs> with this big ass gun. Um, but I take that back because that big ass gun got its money's worth. That thing was mm -hmm. like glowing red, and then he hit someone with it. That's just glowing red from the fire. So my Star Wars lore is not as strong as y'all's. Is this the first time we've ever seen one of those things overheat? I have never seen that, no. Yeah, in the movies and the shows, this is the first time we've seen a gun overheat like this. Okay. Except maybe in Clone Wars. In Clone Wars, they had some other guns that it overheat, but okay. not like a handheld minigun. Okay, yeah, like interesting. Yeah, because I, yeah, I never recalled. I mean, I knew we hadn't seen it in the movies for sure. I was wondering if I missed it, missed it in you know one of the animation shows or any of that. No, I mean, maybe there was earlier in, uh, I believe, episode two when they were on Navarro taking out the pirates. It may have slightly overheated then. Uh, oh, okay, gotcha. Right, but beyond that, e episode I don't think it two ever, of the Mandalorian, season, not episode season. two, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, yeah, episode Yeah, got it. Right, uh, this um, overheating gun, I mean, this is just brand new, like with how much it overheated. That yeah. has never happened before. And look how many bullets it had, right? Most guns don't have that much. This giant Gatling thing. Oh, man. It was really cool. And he just knows how to shoot. Get, get between the Gatling armor. I mean, the uh, Beskar armor. Now, oh, I don't yeah. even know if Beskar armor would have, like, protected from that big of a gun. But you never know. No, I mean, that was piercing through. Like, yeah. you're not safe. Take a few of those hits, you're gone. Yeah. And then after that, Big Boy took them out with like some clotheslines, some wrestling moves, some mm -hmm. spine busters. He was going at them. But then finally, the Big Reds come, and, mm -hmm. and they finally take them down with their little weapons. Which were little, yeah, dope the Praetorian little... guards. Yeah. Oh, man. When I saw them, I was like, no way. That, yeah. was, that was a cool moment. That was a very cool moment. What do you guys think about that? Um. I, this was, I guess, a good way to sort of see how powerful they are. Mm -hmm. uh, because when we saw them in The Last Jedi, of course, they went up against two Force users uh, who are obviously very powerful. Right. So, you know, they, they weren't going to win that one. But just, I guess, to show a difference of, like, even a extremely skilled warrior yeah. will get his ass kicked. So just imagine how powerful Ray and uh, uh, yeah. ben, ben Solo are. That's true. They also did that in the end of season two because we saw Din Djarin struggle to defeat one of those like black right. robots. And then Luke comes in and destroys like a dozen of them, <laughs> like right. they're butter, right? Yeah. This, this is what happens when your midichlorian levels are too low. Yeah. Just, I mean, you yeah. just got the cheat code, man. You're just built just, with a cheat just, code. Just get more midichlorians, man. Like, why would you not be a force? So user? easy, right? We just got to yeah. drink some more midichlorians. Yeah. Easy, right? Just drink they more. Got, like, it's they, easy. they just built with a game genie. In yes. <laughs> come on, man. It, uh, if a girl in Jakku can do it, like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So we watched the whole episode. We talked about the spies. Uh, what else did we miss? Did we miss anything else? Um, I'm trying to think. 
Rick Famuyiwa, uh, I'm going to give him a shout out, the director of the episode. Um, oh, I'm so hyped. He's had some of the best episodes, yeah. and I believe he's going to do the finale as well next week. As well. Ooh, is he? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really excited for him. Uh, he was supposed to direct the Flash, write and direct the Flash way back in the day, oh, uh, back in wow. the Snyder wow. days. Uh, I am you know, so sad that didn't happen. It so, but it didn't work out. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad, you know, to sort of see him around, and he's doing great. Mm. Yeah, glad to see that for sure. Damn, that's crazy, man. I, I don't know what I'm gonna expect for the play. There's only one more episode, so I don't know what they could do, but. Some you'd be surprised. Sometimes they like pack a lot of stuff in for the finale. Um, I think it's going to leave us uh, wanting more, but also satisfied. Do which, Do we know uh, how long it is? Uh, it has to be at least an hour, man. There's no way. It's I not hope so. Extended. Maybe we'll get like a cool 15 minute episode. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because we're like, tune just, in for the Ahsoka show this summer no, just, and the Star it... Wars movie, whenever that's coming out. <laughs> well, like they did mention Thrawn, and I feel like that's just a setup for the ah- Ahsoka show. Yeah. Jazz, you use the word when, which makes you far more optimistic than me. <laughs> you don't think the Mandalorian movie is going to happen? Uh, no, I'm I'm still in the if if category. Whenever Disney announces something, mm. <laughs> they've been on point, man. Like they're not like DC. <laughs> no, no, well, the thing is, how many Star Wars projects have been canceled? Like, think That's about true. it. Uh, yeah, Rogue, recently, Ro- Rogue movie, Squadron, right? which is Patty mm-hmm. Jenkins' movie, got canceled. Uh, Ryan Johnson's trilogy still not no, no movement on that. The Game they of Thrones guys, TD they got removed. doing it, but. You know, does exactly. Yep, yep. Yeah, I feel yeah. like a bunch of people have been promised Star Wars projects. It's just you know, it's just there. Yeah. Well, speaking of Star Wars projects, um, a bunch of them have have popped up recently, and one of our homies from Miss Marvel, uh, Charmaine Obojanoy, uh, will be directing a new Star Wars movie featuring the return of Daisy Ridley. What do you guys think about that? I'm hyped. I'm so hyped. I'm so happy, uh, not just for the director, but Daisy Ridley in particular. Yes. Um, because, uh, you know, she kind of struggled after Star Wars to find roles. And obviously, she got a lot of <clears throat> flack from fans and wasn't treated as well. So, I'm, you know, I'm glad that she gets a second crack at it. And, I'm, right. I'm and, really. Uh, I'm interested to see how it goes from It there. wasn't her fault either. Like, no, a lot no. Of that uh, stuff that happened was bad writing, bad directing. Yeah. She was just a subject to the whims of whatever happened with Disney and the contracts and the directors. right. Uh, I mean, I, I would argue she made Ray incredibly likable and did as much as she could have with the material she was given. I thought okay. Ray was um, incredible in the force awaken. I loved her, was obsessed. And then the last Jedi, I'm like, okay, where are they going? And then obviously with the whole Palpatine stuff, I think uh, like, I, I'm curious, got... where are folks on the last Jedi here? I, I like The Last Jedi, half of it. I like the whole Ray and Ben stuff. I did not care for that whole casino heist thing. I okay. think that was Got the it. lamest part of the entire, uh, whatchamacallit, sh- uh, movie. But I right. love Ray being a nobody. I love the, uh, what's the name? The the maneuver. What is that maneuver called? I forget what it's called. Uh, where the, the light speed right into the freaking thing. I love that part. Oh, I I got you. I got you. Oh, right, when right. I sat in the theater and everyone's like, do the sound cut off? Is the movie broken? Broken. I, love right, that scene. Right. I absolutely love that scene. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I liked it a lot. I just okay. the whole heist thing I could have done without. Uh, um, Jazz. I'm just curious on like where people are. I have mixed feelings about the Last Jedi. Okay. Simply because 
I didn't like the story itself, right? Okay. I, I feel like the story was a reset on everything episode seven did, mm. which I thought episode seven was fantastic. So why would right. I reset it? Right. And that was, you know, Rian Johnson's, you know, idea that he was going to carry forward, which right. never happened. Right. So because of whatever happened, I didn't like that story. Gotcha. Uh, there were individual sequences in that movie that I absolutely loved. Right. Uh, the story of Ray was great. Even Luke, I know people have mixed feelings about Luke because he was willing to kill uh, Right, yep, yep. Uh, and like, yep. no, Luke's a good guy. He would never do that. And I'm just like, okay, whatever you guys say. Um, <laughs> right. So right. For, I used to be that guy. Just oh, that. really? <laughs> so the, the first two times I saw it, I hated it. I, I couldn't believe it. I, I hated I, I thought it. I thought it was terrible. Yeah. That was my gut I, reaction the first time. I, 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 could, I couldn't imagine it, especially because, I mean, I, I guess to give your audience a little bit of clarity, I, I was a huge Luke fanboy growing up. Um, uh, I was one of the weird ones that, like, I didn't know Han Solo was cool until I talked to other people. Because for, <laughs> for me, it was always Luke. Uh, Luke is who I always wanted to be. So to me, this was sort of the, the fact that he died be, being a failure, having not built rebuilt the Jedi, I couldn't handle it. So mm. that was... But I, right now, I think I've I'm, I haven't done a full 180, but I'm pretty close to it. I think it's a beautiful. You, you know what I gotta say? The Last Jedi is the most beautifully shot film. Out I of agree. All of them. It's yes. so yeah, visually 100%. pleasing. It's not even funny when the red sand gets into like you see it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just so beautifully shot, man. No, it's no, it's it's an incredibly. I think not only is it. Uh, you know, a really, I think it discusses a lot of the core theme, themes of Star Wars really well. But more so, yeah, it's technically, I'd say, probably the best made Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Empire, of course, is probably the close second, but, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd argue Rogue One is up there. I mean, whether or not... Rogue you One is my favorite, my period. Favorite of all right, time. right. I mean, th- you know, there's, there's folks out there that don't care for it, which I understand, you know, but I'm saying, technically, it's, it's a brilliantly made film. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, so you did a 180. Why? I did a 180. Well, I think... What it was was a part of me needed to grow up. I think that's just me being honest to sort of accept that, you know, even though our heroes win, life just doesn't work that way. And yeah. I think it gives a sense of like a gravity and a reality to it. Number one, I think the second part, I mean, being completely honest with you is I found myself going down sort of the dark space of the Internet to, you know, to find criticisms of The Last Jedi and the people that I found, I was like, okay, that's that sort of fundamentally changed how I looked at that movie. Interesting. Because for, for them, you know, no, for me, what was, you know, I hate that character choice. I don't know why they would do that. that I mean, I thought that casino stuff was boring versus their criticisms, which were, you know, how dare a woman is this good uh, or this powerful. <laughs> and I think that to me, that was sort of i was like okay time to time to backtrack and look at it and I'll, I'll say this i think it like i think yoda and luke's moments in that movie particularly i think they are the best of star wars yeah like truly Th- that was but, true star wars i agree yeah. uh because i i think it like i think that entire conversation summarizes the entire thesis of star wars everything from you know sort of abandonment and failure and your job is just to make sure the next generation does better and yep. you know it's uh, Qui Gon did that with Obi Wan, 
Obi-Wan did that with Anakin in the end. Uh, in the know. end, yes. Uh, even though, you know, a lot of murdered kids, but whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Anakin and Yoda sort of did that with Luke, and now Luke did it to Rey. So, you know, I get it. You're not going to be 100% successful, but you do your part, and you make sure the next generation's better off. And, you know, you that, know, now that you that's say something it, I can... I actually appreciate it more now, like, with yeah. you saying this. Like, like, I, like I, 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 I get it. Um the only thing I will say though, there's a there's a deleted scene from that film which is Luke reacting to Han's death. I think Mark Hamill gives a fantastic performance in that scene, and it shouldn't have been cut because the entire film I was sort of wondering how is he not even reacting to his best friend's death. Yeah. Mm, true. All right. Uh, uh, well, I, I, for those of you who haven't seen it, the uh, deleted scene, definitely go check it out. It, it's yeah. a tearjerker. Mm, true true uh i do want to pivot because we we don't, don't want to uh waste some of our time but uh there's also the day filoni movie and the james mangle movie uh that will come out mm-hmm. and i think uh one of them i believe is going to be of the high republic mm-hmm. which is going to be a hundred years before uh the prequels i believe right yeah it's the mm-hmm. story of the first jedi um yeah. you know he um i'm actually super excited for this one probably the one i'm most excited for um the interesting thing that about James Mangold getting this gig is Lucasfilm must be very happy with Indiana Jones. Mm, um, really? Because he just directed it. They are premiering that film in CinemaCon in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, not two weeks. Sorry, I think it, sorry, my mistake. They're premiering it on May 16th at the Venice Film Festival. I'm so sorry. Okay. But um, that's over a month before it comes out. So they must be pretty confident showing it to critics in the media a month before and giving this guy a Star Wars gig, like they, you know, one can assume that they must be pretty happy with Indiana Jones. I mean, they have given something to somebody before and then changed their mind after they got bad reviews, like the Game of Thrones guys <laughs> after the last. Yeah, yeah, but no, so no, you never know. We haven't no, seen it yet. That's no, no, absolutely, that's true. And you know, yeah. for all I know, things can crash and burn. But it's just. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing based on the test screenings that they got, uh, you know, the results that they got back, the fact that they're premiering it so early mm. seems that they're, you know, pretty confident about what they're okay. Well, it, it's got to be better than the Crystal Skull. <laughs> <laughs> you know, weirdly enough, I rewatched that movie. It's not as bad as you remember it. Really? I'll say that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. And weirdly enough, Temple of Doom doesn't hold up as well. And I don't mean just because of, you know, the, the food or the racist stuff. I just mean pacing-wise, it's just, it's all over the place. But the third is act it? is a masterpiece. I love yeah. that movie, but it's yeah, also I love it too, but... nostalgia because, like, I remember watching it. And I was like, that's a Mishpuri. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing oh, I want to clarify, oh. um, the movie of the first Jedi and the High Republic are two separate movies. The first jedi movie will be twenty five thousand years in the past and the higher Republic uh, will be 100 years before yeah 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 so, i know so, like we just like kind of jumped in here and there just right. so don't want to confuse our listeners oh you're right yeah. because the high republic is when the jedi are at their top at their highest or something Correct. right yeah yeah, yeah. the first then, jedi was millennia ago yeah and and they re- they release a timeline kind of like almost like the, the marvel timeline the thing hey this takes place then this place takes pl- place then so mm-hmm. it's really really interesting and speaking of the timeline something that's going to be taking place in you know like the mandalorian timeline is the new ahsoka show that they uh showed the trailer for and that trailer was so good a little bit of just nostalgia porn but still really really good if you're a rebels fan uh you were probably shitting bricks because you're like i just did not see what i saw 
Yeah. Uh, when I saw the back of uh, what is it, Matt Mickelson? Uh, La- Lars uh, Mickelson. Lars Mickelson. Yeah. yeah, he's playing uh, yeah. uh, Thrawn. I'm just like, I am so hyped. <laughs> the big bad is here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that it was really exciting. Uh, uh, th- there is a little controversy, but I'll talk about that later. What, what are you going to say, Rocky? Did you guys see the uh, leaked picture with uh, Lars Mikkelsen's face, like the full the full shot? Nope. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. With uh, the blue and everything? Yeah, yeah, with the blue and everything. Yeah, no, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. There was a leaked one flo- floating around uh, Twitter, and then a couple sources confirmed it. Um what were your Oof, thoughts? I, I need to Google. I need, I, I need to look. Um, I, I need to find this. It's, it's a little blurry because it's obviously, you know. Because it's uh, leaked. Right. Yeah. But uh, I don't I know. I think it I'm has sh- a watermark on it too. But yeah, I guess like a rough idea. I wouldn't I wouldn't be so mad about it because I'm sure they're still editing. CGI is so backed up that they're probably like not even close to be having their final rendition yep. of it. Yeah. I'm not too worried about it. I mean, the way She-Hulk came out in her first trailer, <laughs> you were like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about that, um, but what some of the con- what do you guys think about some of the casting uh, in terms of like you know who's playing uh, Hera, who's playing Sabine, who's playing All Ezra? Amazing. All yeah? amazing, yeah. So a lot of people have beef with the uh, with the uh, Sabine's uh, casting. Not that they have anything against the actor, uh, but Sabine is supposed to be canonically South Asian. And they changed her to uh, East Asian. Uh, in Rebel, she's played by a Bengali woman. Uh, she's voiced by a Bengali woman. And Sabine is also a like you know South Asian name or a Muslim name. Mm. So people were expecting her to be South Asian and also a little darker because if you compare like the color tones, she's a little bit more dark skin. So there's a lot of controversy for two things. Number one. Um, they don't have a South Asian actress, and two, the Asian actress that they have is very light, uh, light skin. So right. they're claiming changing the race, and they're saying a little bit of colorism is involved here when, when it comes to The first one casting. I don't mind because her last name is Ren, mm-hmm. and that is historically an East Asian name. Sure, sure. Uh, the colorism thing, I mean, sure, if that's what you want to fight about. <laughs> I feel like Dave Filoni created these characters, and Dave Filoni is part of the show and if he's the creator and he wants to cast a person different it's up to him right if it was somebody else taking the reins and somebody else changing something that he originally thought that this person should be and he wasn't for it then i'd be like all right you know but honestly it's not something i'm gonna lose sleep over it would have been nice if she was south asian but i'm whatever yeah Um, i mean i feel like a person of color I, yeah, I feel like anytime you have these sort of casting changes, like with you know Little Mermaid or any of these things, I feel like nine times out of ten it works out. Um, yeah. Of course, there's there's obvious disasters, you know, um, like you know the uh, Last Airbender, for example. Yeah. Uh, when they you know switched up the castings and it was you know a mess for I mean more reasons than that, but that too. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the the Lion King remake uh, mm-hmm. also a mess, but you know. Uh, but you know, I feel like nine times out of ten, these things sort of work out. Last of Us worked out, um, you know. This, yeah, this, yeah, I'm, not I'm upset hoping about this, that one. this one works out. I'm I'm not super super upset about it, and uh, I know there's a bunch of people that are, uh, and I think there it's fair that you're upset about it. It's a fair criticism, right? It's a fair criticism. I think so, uh, but it's not going to make me feel one way or another about the show. Right. I'm still super excited. Uh, we still have 
Ezra Miller, who's going to be uh, Middle Eastern, which I think is exciting. Ez- Ezra Bridger, correct? <laughs> I said Miller. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Wrong Ezra. You got it. <laughs> Definitely not like, that one. Man, I would love if Ezra Miller was in this show. That would be fantastic. Then you can complain about the cast as Ezra Miller. Then you can complain about the Miller in Star Wars in, in, in as Star Wars. himself. <laughs> yeah, as man, Palpatine would be avoiding Hawaii like the plague. <laughs> Just throwing chairs at people, like yeah. building a cult. <laughs> This is the real uh, Dark Order here. That's right. The That's shadow right. of the... the Shadow Council. <laughs> Ezra Miller. Start Andrew Ezra Tate. Miller. <laughs> Just keep going. Make... Oh, God. Oh, God. Could you imagine Andrew Tate in the freaking thing? Oh, man. man. I, I, if that Flash movie is any good, God, God help us. Oh, man. Um, all right. Well, there's also a movie called The Acolytes. Acolytes is coming out, which should mm-hmm. be pretty exciting. So I think that's a really interesting one. Um, I don't know much about it, but I'm excited for it. What is an acolyte, Neebs? I don't know. Google Let's it. See. I, I don't know, but they said it's going to be Frozen meets Kill Bill. That's what that's how they <laughs> described it. Frozen what? meets Kill Bill. Yeah. Who described that? Uh, the showrunner said that they described the vision which is set in the high republic era as frozen mm. meets kill bill oh, okay. so, <laughs> I'm, I'm down yeah so sort of like um oh my god what's uh i'm completely blanking on the the x-men character um she's Fro- frost oh yeah emma frost yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay that, that that's that, that holds up that's all yeah um also they showed uh I think a video from Andor season two, which yes. God Andor, if it's anything like Andor season one, God, it's gonna be. Great. Andor was a masterpiece. I like, love. I don't Andor. care what anybody says. I don't no. care like, oh, it's slow. Oh, it's I don't have the attention span for it. Shut it up, was, sit down, and watch it. it was Andor so was good. the were amazing. Andor was the first time where I sort of felt the material was better than the franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like man, man, you guys are. You're writing Star Wars shows? Like, I feel like you guys should be writing, like, you know. Yeah. If you if <laughs> like you take the Star drama. Wars element out of that show, it probably would have done even better, in my opinion. Right, yeah. Uh, I was just like, it would have been critically are... acclaimed. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. this is incredible, but y'all, y'all you guys want to use this in the Star Wars show? Okay. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> I mean, it, it lines up, though, with what we want and so it does it does. it's great i mean such look, a great show uh it, with all the you know bad shows out there to complain about this is a great problem to have yeah yeah, yeah. true mm-hmm. uh the next show that they ta- were talking about was a jude law show which is going to be called the skeleton crew mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting so uh the series was developed uh by the person who directed i think uh four and john watts i believe so Spider-Man No Way Home guy. Wow. John Watts. Oof, That's going to be interesting. Uh, Are we yeah. John Watts fans in the chat? I like him. I have no problem with John Watts. Gotcha. I mean. Not my, eh, sure. It's not my favorite Spider-Man, but I think he did a great job with his trilogy. Like the gotcha. trilogy as a whole, all together, I think fits great. Because when you think about all three movies are basically his origin story. It's not just one origin what? story. It's three movies combining to become one origin story of him being an actual spider-man yeah i 
I, I mean, I think John Watts has a good handle on the character. I think he understands like character and tone, at, at least the tone they're going for. Yeah. For for me, I just think his directing is flat. Uh, for me, you know, it, like the the compositions of the shots, you know, the way the camera moves, it's just it's just very sort of dull textbook. Yeah. You know, shot reverse shot, just your most basic boilerplate composition it doesn't it's not creative it's not inspiring it doesn't i mean you see the raimi films and you're sort of blown away you know yeah uh, it, i get that it, it, it's not like i don't know how to describe it but is th- there's no style there's no uh, style's not the right word but i i guess it, there's there's not an interesting way the images are being communicated they're yeah, just yeah, yeah. you know pretty standard there's no flavor there's no seasoning yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> exactly exactly well, good thing yeah. is that jude law is like the main guy right yeah and he is actually a big fan of like clone wars so i think if they even though the director is going to be kind of boring right uh if they have enough creative input i think it's going to end up just fine and correct me if i'm wrong but isn't a south asian woman directing one of the episodes as well yes one of the episodes maybe i don't know they didn't mention that so uh, yeah, no, no. I, yeah, I, uh, I think it was on Twitter. Yeah. I think it was some something Patel, if I remember. No, okay. Uh, also, the, off, but... the thing that I'm probably super excited about is season two of Visions. God, I love Visions. It was so Visions good. Visions was fantastic. Oh my god, it was just like one unique story after another unique story. I mean, it was some hit or misses. There were a few stories that I was like, ugh, like the one with the band. I did not love that one, but. And I know it's some hey stories man. are just really good. It's not canon, band, but it's still very and enjoyable. That drummer, they were really good. <laughs> Wasn't Boba uh, Boba Fat in in that one? <laughs> Ugh. But it, you know what the thing is, like it's not canon, so they can they have so much freedom to do whatever they want. I love that. It's like Marvel's What If. Uh, yeah, I enjoy yeah, it. yeah, it's cool. I like that. I, I just think that stylistically, some of those were just so well done, especially the anime style. Oh, the first one fantastic yeah yeah um the other thing is season three of the bad batch i've been enjoying the bad batch like it's been growing on me i was like first season i was like uh second season like i didn't watch it for a while because i didn't see nobody talking about it uh but then when i sat down and watched it all together i'm like this is growing on me i really like it yeah third season i'm so happy to see deadshot come back mm. wait does yep. it deadshot what's his actual name uh crosshair crosshair yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like wait a second same, right. same thing same, same thing <laughs> same thing <laughs> No, I'm very excited to see Crosshair come back and like be one of them. Uh, spoilers, if y'all haven't seen it, stop listening right now. I was very sad when Tech died. Like that broke me. Like it was such a good scene. That whole end sequence, the way they did it, Bad Batch was phenomenal. I don't know if you should have said that. <laughs> I, I I gave everybody a warning. Okay, I think you that's, gave like that, two seconds. that's true. I yeah. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm not caught up, so that was interesting. I am so sorry. No, yeah. you're fine. No, I, I actually love spoilers. Also, 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 I don't really think that actually happened. So we'll see. I I don't I don't even I, I personally don't believe that happened. To be honest with you, did. I don't think so. I, I I think he'll be back. I cried, dude. Like I was falling <laughs> when that happened. Like, I just don't believe it. I just don't believe it. So I, no, I, you don't, you don't I believe uh, that Jazz can cry or that that happened? Both. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jazz is like a stone. You can't get any moisture out of him. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe something nice happened, which is why he he was crying. Yeah, or like yeah, yeah. he he was rooting for it was a tech. I literally gave died. it away. <laughs> right. He, yeah. he was rooting for nice. Tech to die. 
All right, all right. Well, listen, uh, the other thing, and this is not a show or a movie that I'm excited for, um, Jedi Survivor. If you guys played, um, what's the game, Fallen? Uh, Fallen Jedi mm-hmm. for EA from EA Sports. Um, such a good game. So much fun. All the Star uh, Wars games are good, man. Like Knights of the Old Republic. I mean, they're yeah, so no, but they're all really good. But this one I really love. And it's got um, the kid from uh, Shameless. He's the main character. Um, it's just really, really good. And then, like, I don't know if you played, like, the first game, but there's a big twist at the end which you just like love when you find out you give like you're yeah. like sh- shocked you're like no way <laughs> so i don't know what's going to be happening in in this and right now you don't even know if he if this is canon or not so they there's nothing in here that says it's not canon it could easily fit into the star wars canonical storyline but i really really love this game the gameplay is so much fun the storyline is really great um i'm a big fan so i'm excited for this game so I know I read something a while back where like they said the games are going to be part of canon, the movies are canon, the shows are canon. Like you need to do everything to really get Star Wars. And mm. it's a great strategy to make money for Disney. Yeah. At the same time, I think it's cool that we're exploring all different media just to un- get all the stories out of it. You know what? It does encourage people to do different media that they might not normally do. Because if you read the book the phasma book you actually learn more about this like shadow council and you learn mm-hmm. more about um you know uh hux and like all these other people who are you know building this empire and uh it gives people who normally wouldn't read a book a little bit of like hey why don't you try this out and who knows man maybe a kid is like reading this book and he normally wouldn't be reading a book so i think yeah. it's great to like you know dabble outside of the media there's a lot of things that you'll really really enjoy I don't know. But we're we're coming at the top of the hour. We talked about all the stuff that was mentioned in Star Wars Celebration. We talked about the Mandalorian. Um, Anything we missed, guys? Not that I know of. Mm, No, nothing I can think of. I think we covered everything. I think we covered everything, too. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Rocky. I don't know if you want people to find you or not find you. We can barely find you. You you (laughs) can try. No, I'm just kidding. You can follow me at uh, Rocky Salagram on Twitter. I tweet once in uh, every six months, so... You can, uh, that'll be fun. Nice, nice. I can imagine people like tweeting you for six months, and you're like, "Oh, I missed yeah, this." Yeah, that's like yeah. finally returning. And it's just me. And it's just me doing a countdown. Yeah, it's like the four hour work week. You just like pick like an hour that you're gonna check emails, and then like exactly. you don't check anywhere else. <laughs> love it, love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And guys, we're we're thinking about adding a new section to our program. Uh, I think what we're gonna do is either Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, one of those dates, we're going to record Salam News with basically all the entertainment news that happened that week. We're going to summarize and talk about and bring on guests, and it's going to drop every Monday. And uh, maybe after Ramadan, we're going to start doing that. You know, stuff and like we're doing will today. Be scripted. We're not going to just, you know, wing it like we normally do. I mean, it won't be scripted, but we'll have well, like, like we'll a plan. Have notes and like we'll have know, a plan. Be yeah, yeah, yeah. What what we'll do is throughout the week we'll uh, take notes on Star Wars news, Marvel news, reality TV shows news, any kind of stuff that's happening, and we'll just recap it. And that'll be a good way to bring our nerd culture people and our reality show culture people bring them together, and it could be one show you guys can all watch together. So I great. think that'll be. 
I think that'll be really, really cool. Um, and we'll also have guests and we'll do celebrity interviews. So we're going to be starting this new thing in season four, which just started last week. So be on the lookout for this. As soon as Ramadan ends, this is this show episode is going to drop every Monday. Yeah, we're about, what, nine days away from Eid? Yep, we're nine days away yeah. from Eid. So be on the lookout and we'll have fun guests every single time. Um, until next time, guys, that's all we have for today. And salam, nerds. Peace. Boop. There we go. <laughs>